0: everyone this is charlie levine and you're listening to the anglers journal podcast which is brought to you by anglers journal magazine if you're looking for a fishing magazine that loves long-form stories and isn't just about how to rig a ballyhoo or how to tie a fly please check out anglersjournal.com and pick up a subscription today Um, joining us on the pod is a fella i first met at a fisheries conference and we kinda struck up a friendship and we fished a little bit together and I really wanted to reach out to him because he lived right through Hurricane Ian. And I followed you on Facebook and I know you have a quite a story to tell us. So without further ado, welcome aboard Captain Bill Dan Tuano. How are you, buddy?
1: Good, good. Uh actually just to my house now. They're putting up the drywall or finishing the drywall. And you know, it's been, what, September, end of September, so, you know, just trying to get back to normal pretty much, and uh, it's been a struggle, but, you know, a lot of people in the area have, have it worse, so, you know, I'm lucky in that regards, but, you know, it's part of living in paradise, I guess, to deal with something like this.
0: Well, I... I think you are handling it amazingly well, because, you know, like I said, I live in Florida. Anyone who lives in Florida knows what hurricane season's like. It's a lot of anxiety watching these spaghetti models wrap around the state. And, you know, it's sort of a roll of the dice as the storms are approaching. And you're based in Naples, Florida, which, for those of you who don't know, is like southwest Florida on the Gulf. And originally, Ian was you know it's forecasted to go well north of you guys right
1: right so yeah i mean obviously like being a fishman, being on the water looking at the offshore forecasts like that's what i do you know like look at all the different models and every week so i saw this one pop up about a week in advance at first it had it the very first run had it coming here and then it kind of kept shifting north, north, north. And then it said it was going to the panhandle. So, like, you know, everyone from the panhandle to here was freaking out pretty much. And then, you know, as days go on watching the spaghetti runs, it's like, you know, said it was going to Tampa. So, we would be spared. And then the next few days, it's like, well, this thing's coming right at us. So, you know, kind of a lot of people up, you know, in Fort Myers where – it was actually the worst. I mean, we still got four feet of water where I'm sitting right now. Yeah. I mean, my house is part of the Gulf. <laughs> and so is my family. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like a lot of the people in Fort Myers, you know, a lot of people don't watch the weather as much as fishermen or much as I do. So, you know, they might heard it was going to Tampa two days later. It's right where they're going. So we, a lot of people really agreed that we kind of got caught off guard here you know, I've seen a lot of, you know, lower income, like, trailer parks. We did a lot reach to go into these places. And, you know, where are they going to go? You know, especially, like, there's one right on Fort Myers Beach. It's a shrimping community. Literally, the shrimp boats are there. They got the fuel dock offload. And then right behind it is this huge, like, trailer park. It's just all shrimpers. They got hit the worst, probably out of anyone. Uh, but you know, a lot of people just got caught off guard, really. So, can't predict where these are going to go,
0: yeah. and a lot of people didn't evacuate, I guess, for that reason. And so just to back up, you know, when I came down there and fished with you, I met you at your house, which you've got a a great spot right on a canal, and you've got a thirty two contender, which is really a cool boat for what you do because you do a lot of spear fishing and it's um it's got like a cuddy cabin and there's a huge deck. Um, and you've got it all rigged up for tanks and rod reel fishing too. But so the boat is right behind your house. And you know, when you knew the storm was coming, like you got the boat out of there, right? But I mean, did you have time to really prepare the house?
1: I mean, you know, it's the thing about it is like you don't understand how bad it's going to be. Like, I've lived here in in Florida, Naples, my whole life and been through hurricanes. A lot, but we never, the surge was what really threw everything off. I mean, I was at my aunt's house who got the same amount of water. And I mean, as the water is rushing into the house, we're like pulling laptops and bringing them upstairs. And you think something's going to be fine because it's sitting on top of a dresser. Well, the dresser falls over because it's floating. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, it's just, there's no, you can't prepare to pretty much uproot everything you own and move it. I mean, it's, it's kind of, you know, looking back at it, it's, it's just a lot would have had to gone down to, you know, save everything. But as far as my boat, yeah, I moved it inland by the interstate, so it was fine. Um, I had a work truck that I used to fill up the boat with fuel, just a little like fuel truck. Which actually I have in this truck now. Right. That fuel tank was in my other truck, which had water over the hood because I moved that, had that with me at my aunt's, which is across town, and they got hit hard. And then the truck that I'm in now, I had to buy after the hurricane because my truck that I just bought before the hurricane got flooded. So, mm. two trucks I lost, you know, pretty much everything inside the house, all kinds of stuff. So,
0: That's you know, tough, I mean, man. it's just
1: stuff, but it's like, you it is what it is at this point you just kind of gotta
0: go with the new normal kind of sure and i get that it's just stuff but it's like photos and memory like that's the stuff you can't really replace and i know how hard it is to lose all that and it's you know having been in your house it was all you it was like you bill was all over that place just by the artwork you had and all the cool stuff you had I was
1: a lot of the stuff that you know the stuff that was on the walls like some of the stuff that was like on the shelves like it was mostly up off the ground but like you know did lose some cool things and you know really like my aunt had a bunch of pictures of like my grandparents and some of their accolades from like the 50s and stuff so yeah. that was at my house across town which is actually we had to go to the second floor of their house But, you know, they had all those pictures and stuff got flooded out, like, you know, just old like baseball cards and stuff that I remember looking at as I was a kid, like really good cards, you know. But again, we'd never experienced what that surge was. So, I mean, it's really just, you can't, you can prepare for it, but I doubt that many people were, you know, super prepared for this one.
0: Yeah, no, it showed. And, you know, my next question really is just being a guide, and you know, all the guides in your area. And I'm sure you know, a bunch of them up in Fort Myers, who really got hammered and Sanibel and all those places. As a guide, when it's also your business to, you know, fish those waterways and know those waterways, like, How does that compound everything into, so it's not just your house, it's your livelihood. It's a place you love. It's all that stuff. I mean, it's like, I feel like I would need a therapist or something to try to deal with all that.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it's, that's definitely, everything got pretty much uprooted. I mean, the other thing is like uh, the, I have been out a few times since the storm and, you know, as a diver, these I have thousands of spots and probably go to, you know, there's a dozen or so like really good ones that we can go to every so often. And I checked those first half of them or more than half of them were totally covered up in sand. Like, I mean, big holes that you could, you know, almost swim through, like, I mean, not huge, like, you know, we don't have huge ledges here, but But like a big grouper hole.
0: Yeah. Yeah wow
1: mowed over and filled like and that's probably like 75 percent of the spots out like in at least like 50 miles out which is where the storm went right over you know that those spots so i mean it's 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 kind of like the reset button got pushed where all the the fish moved around a lot of fish went deeper and you know to get to better uh you know i think the fish naturally moved deeper because like that surge must've been crazy. Like they're swinging around in the, this surge I've seen it in shallow water diving with big uh, swell fish are just moving and it moves you too. Now mm-hmm. imagine hundred feet where the fish are probably just like, Oh, we're going to go deeper now. And if you go out deep here, like, you know, hundred miles or so it's very fishy right, right now. And even in closer, I mean, it's been really good, like just three miles out like any of the artificials all the structure that's um you know any structure you can find now that's where the fish are going to be hanging out because a lot of it got covered
0: up wow i didn't even think of that so yeah and i experienced it on your boat you know we ran we ran far that day we were trying to catch red snapper and we went 90 something miles and and your GPS is just loaded with spots. And as you were, as we were running, you were even marking more spots. And so those spots are how you make your money. You're a grouper, uh, snapper, uh, hogfish, you know, all those kind of species are sort of your bread and butter, the pelagics too. But I didn't even think of the, the effects that would be happening that far offshore. That's pretty scary.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it uncovered new spots too. So it's like the same, you know, all the spots I have, I pretty much found uh, just by what you were saying, like just running and marking stuff and, you know, it just never ends. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, uh, it's just part of the game.
0: Yeah. So. And, but the thing that, you know, I, I really admire about you, it's like you had all this damage to your own stuff. And then I see you out there like, helping people and getting generators and water and food. And I was just, it was pretty impressive the way, you know, you jumped right into help.
1: Yeah. I mean, we did the same thing for Doran when it hit the Bahamas and I had like two or three people that were motivated. And then once it hit home, it's like, well, there's going to be a lot of people here that are going to need a lot of things. And, uh, you know, we just kind of, my neighbor has his warehouse so we staged some stuff there and put some stuff on Facebook and everyone wanted to help. Like, you know, people want to donate stuff and bring supplies, but you know, only, you know, not too many people actually have the time or, you know, want to, when we were just loaded down with supplies, you had trailers and some of our stuff ended up on a Coast Guard barge out to Sanibel and, that fuel tank in the back, I actually gave to a guy, let him use it for like a month and he was running it out to Sanibel and pumping gas so that people could get to their properties. Cause there was no bridge. Right. So it was a lot of work. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's weird because what we did, like, where's the help from the County or the help from, you know, what, and actually had the city count or the County commissioners were like, jumping on and getting going to the warehouse that i was at we had byron donald's there one day i'm like who's this guy like
0: who where is has that he guy been? is he the mayor he's or
1: something our, he's our, no no he's like the senator from southwest florida
0: oh state like senator. he's at
1: our warehouse and i'm like well where were you a month ago why did it take me to do this but that's what you know we were doing it's like just trying to show like hey look like I'm only one guy and I got all this done. So what if everyone pulled together, you know, like a lot of, Ah, and the other thing, is, the other thing is like, you know, you look at it now and you don't see how bad it was, even at the time. Like if you go to Fort Myers or Naples or anywhere that got devastated and you go inland about two miles, you would never even know that.
0: I was going to be my next question is as I would imagine things are already getting rebuilt pretty quick
1: a lot of places that are like along the beach. Cause like, you know, we're a coastal community and that's what got hit worse. Like some of these places aren't opening up for another six months still, or even they just had to close down or got bought out. So, you know, a lot of I moved in yet. I will probably still have about another three weeks, but um, you know, things are getting back. I mean, immediately, like after the storm, like things were, if you didn't know a hurricane came, you could go to, The Mercado, which is right by the beach, and it was still open and all that. So, I mean, you know, like, if you didn't live it and you didn't see it firsthand, like, it's almost like it didn't happen. But there's a lot of people that were affected. Um, You know, especially, like, what I was saying about Fort Myers, Fort Myers is a little different than Naples because there's a lot more things that are on the intercoastal. So, like, anything that was on the water, even the canal, got flooded out. So like, there's a lot more people that live on the water, on the intercoastal in Fort Myers that don't have a house that was up to code. So mm. like a lot, the house were built in the past ten years, it it was above the, you know, above that flood zone. But if it was built in the '80s on the water, it's done. It's done. So yeah, you know, you have a lot of that in Fort Myers, and if you can look up, you know, the shrimp boat fleet that just got wiped out, you know. You know? Oh, and they're still pulling bodies out of there. <laughs> they found one the other day. So, and then, and if, you know, I don't know if to show them the people watching this. Just the mangroves, even down here, and all at Fort Myers are just loaded with trash. I mean, and it's pretty shocking to see that you could just see how it goes over by water, and then inside of that is trash. there's there's like houses and stuff that were floating in the bay you know cars and dozens of cars i mean crazy
0: yeah and it's such a great part of florida um you know i live in central florida and i always love that area uh, even a little north of you like Venice and and that area because of it i guess people call it you know it had sort of that crackery florida feel there were some funky little dive bars where you could get a good grouper sandwich and listen to some music. And I I'm worried that those places are never going to come back just because they're yeah. wiped out. And now some big property developer is going to swoop in. And that's my fear. I mean, that's one of my fears, obviously. I'm... You
1: know, I mean, Margaritaville is buying stuff up in Fort Myers. I'm sure. Second that hurricane was coming, there's developers looking their chops. I mean, down here in naples like it's there are some places like that you know i mean it's slowly getting edged out by you know just this real crazy real estate market and you know there's a few left so (laughs) (laughs) thank you yeah
0: and as far as the the guides go have are are the inshore guides are they out fishing or is business back to normal or some sort of normal
1: I've been doing it forever. I mean, they're still running. You know, they. I don't think they've slowed down much. People are still coming into town. Um, I mean... That's good. I'm still getting calls here and there. Uh, You know, it's a lot of people that want to go to Fort Myers. Like, they are coming down here or maybe, you know, to, a little bit north. I mean, even, like, you know, we talk about Fort Myers and Naples, but, like, Venice got hit hard. Fort Charlotte, Alva, like... Or arcadia sorry um but yeah i mean it's pretty wide impact on the whole how much was actually devastated so it's a big area a big region so all of southwest florida got affected by it so it's we're getting we're tough so we're making it happen
0: you you are and you know if anyone's curious i i did put an article up on angler's journal based on some of the stuff i saw on your facebook feed and grab some of your photos and what you were doing to help out. I was just really impressed by it, man. And, um, you know, I, I'm glad to see you're okay. I'm glad you're about to finally get back into your house. Um, how, how long was your power out?
1: Uh, actually we had power for pretty much like not that long. Um, but you know, we had to turn it off because of the dam, like, you know, it was all flooded out and all the sockets got ruined and everything. So, you know, it, I had, before I could have power turned on my house, probably like a month. And then, you know, water was fine. Like we just, everything was, you know, just one thing at a time. I mean, we had all the electricians come through, knock the walls down, or knock the, the sheet rock rock. And that was fun. And some of the, I mean, when I was we were talking about how I was helping people and stuff, like one of the things we did was I found people who like they couldn't find anyone to come and take the sheetrock out of their house. So there's still how ha- like this house right here, I haven't taken anything to the curb, but it's a teardown. So like whoever owns it's just gonna tear it down. But you know, like some people the mold
0: in Florida, it grows like overnight. Right. It's scary. Yep.
1: Yep. The good thing is after this one if there was a good thing but uh we had a lot of dry weather for about you know four or five days so didn't grow super fast you're able to get in there and get those walls out like you you could limit the mold but if you, if you don't do that then you're going to get it up in the roof and then you're going to have to cut your ceiling out and it's a whole process so you know a lot of you know there's a lot of elderly people that didn't know what to do i mean mm-hmm. I, i'm couple and they're like what do we do you know like where do we go who's gonna help us i was like let me get your number we'll come out there and their house is a disaster i mean these people are like hoarders like it was bad but we got it all knocked out and you know they live right across the street from my aunt for a long time i never met them so
0: you meet your neighbors during these things even you know (laughs) we we lost our power here for i think four or five days and it's like one house that has a generator. So you got extension cords right. running all over the place. And everybody's out in the street, you know, barbecuing whatever they could get out of the freezer before they end up throwing. That part of it is kind of a silver lining, but
1: right,
0: a very, very small one, I guess, in the grand scheme. Yeah. So
1: it, you know, it was kind of crazy. Like immediately after, like the day or two, we had, and this lasted for two months, it was just people. St- steady stream of people coming from who knows where
0: just to look
1: no that and like sifting through items on the curb i mean Uh, just put out something and it was gone like you know like i had people taking my clothes that were sitting in septic water for two days i mean it's you wouldn't imagine i mean and it was bad like you know i mean i understand like some people don't have anything but you know it's taken an xbox that was underwater and i'm like you do realize this was i asked them i was like you do realize this was underwater and they just don't realize how bad it was so like they just think we're like <laughs> I'm like why would i throw that away if it was good you know
0: but the but, boat's good the boat is the bread and butter and i know you had just put new motors on didn't you last year yeah that's but, a
1: whole other story
0: <laughs> oh no well that's i'm afraid to ask <laughs>
1: Well, before the storm, I hit something out offshore, thirty-five miles, and it totaled both my motors. Like, I'm still dealing with it, but I ha- I did get new motors, so we're good to go now. But uh, I just since October of 2021, I have had nothing but setbacks. And this is uh, the year, man. I'm hoping. I've already been in the hospital once this year. Oh no! <laughs> I cut my finger.
0: Oh, well, ooh, that looks bad, people. He just showed it to me on the Zoom screen.
1: Oh, it's a band aid now, but you yeah, know, it's seven inches. Uh, so 2023
0: from here on out, smooth sailing. I hope. Gonna make for it that happen. bill. Um, well, yeah. when are you gonna start running? You know, active charters. You think? I know you're sort of still getting situated, but I saw you're fishing here and there.
1: Yep. I was doing some commercial because i also have my commercial license too. Um, but, you know, I've just kind of been not necessarily like taking it easy, but just waiting to get back in uh, tomorrow. I'm actually putting the boat in and then I got some charters this weekend. So
0: good. We'll get it done. Yeah. And for all the listeners out there, if you're into spear fishing or some bottom fishing, I highly recommend Captain Bill. What's your website? offshore naples.com check it out i'm so glad to see you are getting back on your feet man and um yeah you're just a good guy and and i wish you the best and i hope it's your best year yet
1: hey i appreciate you getting me on and you have to come back out for red snapper
0: yeah dude sign <laughs> me right. up I'll, I'll make sure to give you a good tip this time for sure <laughs>
1: uh, all right man i appreciate Thanks, Bill.
0: you Later. all right buddy good luck yeah.